Yo, 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 what is up? This is your boy, Ant. Along with me, I have my boy, Isaac. This is the Boom Bap Podcast, where we will be discussing music and other things, talking about the pop culture and even life. Uh, Today, uh, on the agenda, I know we're going to be talking about HBCU bands for the first time on the show. We'll be talking about... uh, we're gonna talk some. We're gonna talk some metal today. Yeah, we're, we're gonna actually discuss a metal album. Uh, also, Kanye out. Kanye dropped a gospel album. Also on the list. Also on the list, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk some football because we had some. We had two really good primetime games in the last two week. In the last two days, also Colin Kaepernick is getting a workout, so he's gonna be getting that Saturday. What's going on, Isaac? I'm chilling, man. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. Uh, checking on everything. Uh, my pops doing good. Got his got got the kidney, so he's he's in good spirits. That's good, bro. So, uh, you ready to get down to it? Let's get it, man. All right, stick along. We'll be right back with you. So we're gonna start off with some football. And Isaac, I got one question for you. No, no, no! Don't do it to yourself. Oh, I, I have to ask. Just, just leave us out of it. Leave I have, us out I of have it. to ask because if if it was on the winning edge, you'd be asking me this question. So I have to ask you. No, Breon would be. You know me. I, you know me. I have more courtesy than Breon. I just let things sit. I don't rub things in. But what's going? All right, so I'm not going to ask that question. But what's going on? I I don't know, man. I don't know what's wrong with us. I don't know how we can be so smart and so stupid at the same time. I don't know. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never been so. Here's the thing: I you gotta give Dak Prescott for credit for. He keeps us in games. There was a time, there was a time where I would watch Tony Romo back there at quarterback, and I would be worried about him throwing an interception. When I see Dak, I don't see, Dak doesn't, watching Dak in pregame, watching Dak in like clutch situations like that, he's not losing the games, you know what I mean? He's not throwing this interception, causing the game, if anything. He's keeping us in him, you know? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the thing about Dak is he's not... As as great as Tony Romo was, one of the things that Tony Romo was known for, and there's a lot of a lot of gunslingers are known for this, they, they're, they're known to uh, have games where they're going to throw a lot of picks. I mean, take away the game against Green Bay, because we know that was just bad. He threw, what, three picks that game? Yeah, it was. It was three of his nine he's thrown so far this year. Matter of fact, looking at his stats now, his rookie year he threw four, sophomore year Uh threw 13, last year threw eight. This year he's at nine. Okay. So that's not too bad. He does need to calm down a little bit now. 
which I think that you're seeing a lot more interceptions being thrown, which in a good in a good sight, he's actually on pace to demolish his uh his best touchdown throwing season, which was his his uh, rookie year with twenty three. He threw 23 years rookie year, next year is through 22. Right now he's at 18. So that's a, a lot more than he was even looking at the first three years of his career. His uh, passer rating is just slightly on his rookie year, which his rookie year was just like ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But then again, the, the thing that's going that he had then is not working right now. Ezekiel Elliott had 20 carries for 47 yards. Which is what bugged me when he really ran the ball to him on those first two downs, and second and third down. To make it worse, his longest rush was six yards. That's terrifying. That's, that's bad. Now, to, to be fair, I, I will give you, Amari Cooper has exceeded my expectation for the team. Uh, 11 catches, 147 yards, a touchdown. It was, I think it was the last drive y'all scored a touchdown. Now he had two really crazy catches. Yeah. And one, one was that touchdown. He he was participating in the 10 toes down challenge. The 10 toes down challenge. And he had all 10. And it was like, by like barely, but he got it in there. I was like, okay, I got, I got to get to do here. I got to get to do some respect here. And all right, so here comes the question now: Is Dak really going? Do you think they need to give Dak the money that he's asking, based on his performances lately? Well, here's the thing: like I said, Dak's been keeping us in game. Dak is not. Here's the one thing I think, don't think people realize. Beck is not a bad quarterback. I'm not saying that because I'm a Cowboys fan. If you look at how he plays, he doesn't play desperate like some people do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't, like, we. he needs, like, we, when we know we need to get a certain place, he gets us there. But it's like he's doing it on his time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like a methodical case, whereas you have somebody who's going to, like, throw it down the feet like it's not somebody like like Mitch Trubisky you know like you know you need to pass and he throws it tries to throw bombs three different times and it fails you know it's not like that with him with Dak it's like we're gonna move we're gonna move but we're gonna make sure like when we move it I'm gonna throw it to like somebody who's gonna catch it because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna risk throwing an interception you know what I mean Right when I don't need it. So, and then, but I don't know, man. It's got to be the coach. It's play calling has a factor in it too, you know. I, and I mean, uh, something else that needs to be taken blame for this, y'all defense. Last year, and you, and I gave y'all a lot of credit last year. I was, I was giving y'all the defense mad props. Jalen Smith, Leighton Vanderesh, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Elwuzie. Xavier Woods, not the wrestler. Uh, Byron Jones, y'all had a, if not elite, just standing at the door of elite defense. But this year, it hasn't been the same. Uh, 
just look at Dalvin Cook was running all over y'all towards the end of the game. Y'all had him contained early, but towards the end of the game, he was just running down your throat. Madison was running down y'all throat. Uh, e- even looking back at some of the earlier games, you had uh, Aaron Jones was like demolishing y'all. So it, it it comes to the point where it's not it's not on, always on the offense. The defense hasn't been playing the way that they were playing last year. They were playing the football that we saw last year. I think twenty four points would have done it. I, I don't think that I don't think the Vikings are that great to where the Dallas Cowboys should have struggled with this team if the defense was playing the level that they were playing late into last year. Even even looking back at the uh wild card game where y'all had us struggling. Oh, and that was playoff Russell Wilson. That's that was playoff game. Russell Wilson. Y'all had, and our running game was one of the best okay. running, yes, one of the best yes, running games in the time, league, right? and y'all shut us down. Because y'all still had Chris Carson. Yeah, know? Chris Carson. It wasn't Chris Carson that we got this year struggling to hold on to the ball, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to us holding on to the ball in a few minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. I, well, I, we got to talk some yeah, butterfingers. That was, <laughs> but it, it was just it was just like this was this isn't the Cowboys team that we saw last year, and I know not not you, not Breon, but I saw a lot of Cowboys fans those first three weeks. Y'all played the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. Virtually three JV teams. Y'all had three more preseason games than the rest of the league. And it was like, oh, the cow, the Cowboys are legit. The Cowboys are legit. Get the first Here, taste of a good thing. team. What happens? They fold. And I'm well, not. I don't. Here's the thing. You could say you could make the same argument about the. Now I know the Patriots are the Patriots, but if you really look at the Patriots, now I'm not comparing us to the Patriots. But I'm saying, if here's the thing I realized: if you were going to rag on the Cowboys, people do this. If you are going to, people are going to rag on the Cowboys. You need to rag on everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Like rag on how the Patriots played. How many? How long did they go undefeated? Eight games, right? Yep. Who did they play in those eight games? Uh, virtually like, who, nobody. Who legit? Who legit did they play? The, uh, the the the, the, Bills. the Bills. The Bills, and that was that was ended before the game was over because Josh Allen got hurt, and Matt Barkley is not winning. Is not going to help them win a game. I can't remember the, when is the last time Matt Barkley actually won a game. Other USC. USC. <laughs> I don't know. I was just about to say USC. Didn't he get to the Rose Bowl to USC? That's all I know. The Rose. <laughs> that's that's about that's about all I can tell you, man. I don't know what you want from me. You legit beat me to it. I said, when's the last time that Barkley won a game other than when he was with USC, and then you beat me to it and said, oh, when he was at USC. I mean, let's look at these. Let's look at this. They had the Steelers, the Patriots. The Jets. Although, let me stop me when you've heard a legit team, by the way. Steelers. The Patriots. Well, I mean, should... The Dolphins. The Jets. Mm-hmm. The Bills. The Redskins. The Giants. The Jets again. And the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But here's the thing about the Patriots, and this is and this is why I don't rag on them for not playing anybody and then lose to the to the uh to the Ravens. They lost to the Ravens. And here's why I'm not ragging on them. It's because we know we know there's a difference. And it's it's basically the Spurs of the NFL. We know the Patriots will show all their vulnerabilities during the during the regular season. What's been the number one vulnerability of this team throughout all these games? That yeah, offense is not an athlete. That offense is straight garbage. Minus minus Tom week Brady. one. Tom Brady is that Tom Brady is not an athlete. Not even that. Player. He's never been an athlete. What he ran what five something he ran over five seconds in his forty. <laughs> Athletes. He's never been. Let's look back at the Super Bowl where he tried to catch that pass. <laughs> so fans are just for decoration. Exactly. So the that the thing about him not being an athlete, that's always been Tom Brady. He's always been a sitting duck in the pocket. So you look at that. They lost Gronk. They had A B for a game, but he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't keep himself in control enough to stay on the team. They were going to keep him throughout the whole throughout the whole uh, situation with that girl, but he he had to go on Twitter and be emotional and everything, so they had to let him go. No Gronk, no AD. I don't mean to cut you off. I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, he just dropped his uh, prime time highlight commentary, so I'm gonna post that in the group. Oh, you already know what I'm doing after we get off of here, but uh, of course, Nikhil Harry's still injured. I don't know what's going on with Nikhil Harry. That was supposed to be their next stud, so he's not there. Josh Gordon is on the Seahawks, and my my dad, I'm going to talk about Josh Gordon a little bit because he really made some clutch plays last night. So I'm gonna get to Josh Gordon a little bit. Josh Flash Gordon. Yes. Oh, here's Hammer. Uh, so who do who do they have? Uh, Ped Edelman. Uh, who is pretty much a slot guy. He's not he's not somebody that's going to take the top off. Uh, take the top off, and he's old. Uh, they have James. I'm black, but they have Sony PlayStation Michelle. The, the Renegade is doing nothing, a- absolutely nothing. It really is, and and it would help a lot if the Renegade was playing halfway decent. But they're doing nothing. I'm really about to just take Sony Michelle off my off my team because he's really he's really disappointed me this year. He had he he helped me win last year, but he's doing absolutely nothing this year. How much do you think it would cost? He would charge us to interview him. Uh, I'm gonna have the inboxing. He's re- he's real cool too. So I'm gonna yeah, have the inboxing. I don't know what to do right now. Here, I'm gonna hit him up on Twitter. All right. So I I, I just don't know that they, they they. But here's the thing. I say all that to say, when it comes to the postseason, they are a totally different animal. We hear this every single year. Oh, Tom Brady. He he he's done. Tom Brady's Done. Heard it last year. What happened? What happened? He didn't play good, but he did enough to win that game, thirteen to three, two years ago. Granted, they didn't win the Super Bowl. They made it the year before that. They were done all the way up to the late, late to the third quarter. What happens? Oh, you know the uh, Falcons blew a twenty-five point lead. Oh, I thought you were talking about recently, but yeah. They're cursed. The, the, well, clearly they're cursed. Oh yeah. The Falcons are cursed. 
it's it's the Super Bowl thing. We 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 struck look we struggled to get past it for years, so I understand. But well, I mean, well, I mean, y'all still need to just bury yourselves over that because that was a mistake you couldn't afford. We're over it. We're 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 going to get into the MVP situation in a second. But that's that's all I think about that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold them to anything. I see them in the postseason, so that's why I'm not going to say oh the Patriots are overrated because I know the Patriots are battle tested and they they will. They they just want to get to the playoffs. They're pretty much they're pretty much already set. They they're division they're, they're going to sweep through the division no problem. They what well, they have one more game against the Bills and one more game against the Dolphins. Do you really see the Dolphins beating the Patriots? Yes, they won two games straight, but they're not beating the Patriots. Well, they did it last year. Just saying. They had a better team. Come on, they, now you know they had a better team last year. I'm still. You never know, man. You okay. Never know. But do you see them losing That's next? Hard. Do you see them losing Sunday against the Eagles? I mean, it's the Eagles. You never know. Fair I mean, enough. Know. Fair enough. But uh, let's let's go into last night. Okay. We had we. I, I think this might and okay. Here here comes my bias. There might be a little bias in this. But I personally feel like we saw the game of the year last night. Yes, we had the week one game with the uh the week one Monday night game with the Saints and the Texans. But I think this one outdid it. Really? You think so? Yes. But then again, I have a double bias here. One what the first bias is obvious, I'm a Seahawks fan. Of course. No, the right. second bias is I'm a defensive person. Okay. The week one game was very offensive minded. You had a very high octane offense in the Saints with a healthy Drew Brees, and you had another really great team. You had two of the best wide receivers and two great quarterbacks. The top two receivers and two great quarterbacks. What more do you? What more can you ask for in an offensive game? Oh, yeah, and, and Alvin Kamara. So, it was offensive game. This one here, yes, the, the, the score, don't let the score, don't let the score uh, deceive you. The score ended off 27-24 in overtime. Both, all, both defenses scored a touchdown. So, you take away those defensive scores, you're looking at, 20 to 17 <laughs> in overtime. All the way through overtime, clock expires overtime. So you take all of that. And I have to say, when it came down to it, the defense really showed up. Of course. Now there there have been there's been a lot of scrutiny towards uh, Jadavian Clowney. I mean the guy. Uh, prior to tonight, there have been a lot of games that he just disappeared in, and so there was a lot of question of whether Jadavian Clowney was worth the trade. But tonight, last night, he really showed himself worth it. Five quarterback hits. Pressures, my five quarterback pressures, five tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, 
a fumble recovery and a touchdown. You, you think you think he made a, he made a uh, an impact? Here's somebody else that made an impact that people didn't realize. Fun fact: before today, before the fourth, before the game last night, Shaquem Griffin, not Shaquille the quarterback. I'm talking about Shaquem Griffin, the linebacker, had not played a defensive snap all season. Why was that? The guy is good. Well, he showed he showed it last night because as soon as they put because uh, they had uh, what's his name Ziggy Ansa he was he was starting and they were struggling. Now, granted the uh, the center got injured, he didn't come back. As soon as he gets in, they start getting pressure. Jerry got Jerry recorded one and a half sacks. Puna four uh-huh. recorded half a sack. Uh-huh. Uh, Clowney had one, Al Woods had one, and Trey Flowers had a sack. So there's two, three, four, five sacks. Really good job by our defense who had our defense line who had been struggling prior to. Now this all happened after going down 10-0, and at this point I was very frustrated because our, our you want to talk about bad offensive lines. Ours was bad. The first drive ended in a three and out. It was third and five. Yeah, Russell right. Wilson takes the snap. How long do you think think it took for him to get sacked? Couple seconds. I'll give about a second. He drops back two steps and gets hit. Ooh. Straight up Ooh. the middle. The dude just like pushed him out the way and just like get down. That was like, if this is how we're playing, we cannot win this game. Russell Wilson needs time. They did a lot. They got better. Both teams recorded five sacks, which is not, which is uh, which, which was I, what I expected from a very elite front line. When you're looking at Nick Bosa, uh, the Forrest Buckner, two really, really great. Uh, Eric Armstead is even another one. Fred Warner recorded two sacks, so they have an elite front seven. And that makes it so much easier for guys like Richard Sherman, who's back there, that they can rely on that front seven. And that's what that's what Richard Sherman really flourished at when he was with us. That front that front defensive line. But here's the thing that really bugged me. Mm-hmm. We fumbled too much. Yes. We fumbled in DK Metcalf. This was probably as bad as the one against the Ravens. You know that was bad. No, that was it. wasn't It wasn't worse, but it was it was up there. No, no, no. I said, you want to know what is bad? I had him on my fantasy team. Oh, he was starting for me too. So trust me, I know. But uh, the, it was no, bad. Like the thing. No, I actually didn't have a starting. Thank God. But well, I, I did because you know Edelman was out. I fair. didn't really have a choice. <laughs> but. And I, I, pre, I look there. There, I like his effort because he care, he dragged the players ten yards down the field. But when it when it counted the most, he 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 lost the ball, and it took uh-huh. points off the board at the two yard line. <laughs> and here's the one that really made me mad: we're up twenty one ten, have full control of the game, about eleven uh-huh. ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. Russell Wilson uh-huh. gets sacked. 
He fumbles the ball right into the hands of Jermaine Effetti. Usually when a big man gets the ball, recovers a fumble, what, what, what does he usually do? Uh, goes down. Goes down. Jermaine Effetti decides to take the ball and tries to run away. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, could you? I was so mad. Everybody's sleeping at this point. But I'm downstairs yelling at the TV because, like, the game went from 21 to 10 to 21 to 18 just off of that dumb play. <laughs> and everybody's going to get mad. Everybody's going to blame Russell Wilson because he fumbled the ball. But nobody wants to talk about the fact that Jermaine and Fetty recovered the fumble and tried to make something out of it when it was second down, go down, try to get some yards on third down. If not, punt the ball. We still have momentum. No. I was watching it with my dad. And I forget your dad is a 49ers fan. <laughs> the logic but what was he thinking oh, it's God. not like you're a good lineman in the first place oh, my he's God. very okay ish mediocre I wouldn't say he's bad but he was he he made himself look really trash in that in that second <laughs> but I will say <laughs> perseverance really showed itself they tied the game back up at 21. And Russell Wilson finds a way to get down the field. They kick a field goal. And here's where things got interesting. Jimmy G really showed that he's not as good as we think. Look, I, here's why I say that. They took Tevin Coleman out of the game. Okay. Yes. Yes. They as soon as they take him out of the game, he turns the ball over three times. What is up with Eddie's hair? Who? Eddie Edwards. I have this no idea. Like, I'm gonna have to look at it. Dude's like, dude's like rocking a mohawk, but it's like because he like shaved the inside of his head is shaved. <laughs> like he's rocking like he's got the middle where the hair. It's not completely shaved bald on the sides. It's like shaved on the sides, but like on the top where the most of the hair is, he's got it like braided. I had no idea. But we got a little less than five minutes on the segment, so I need to go ahead and get it through. Okay. But uh so Jimmy G had at least three different occasions where a pass should have been picked off. That final drive in regulation, he had it was the third down second or third down, and it tipped off of one of his receiver's hands. And I forget which one of our corners had the ball in their hand on the ground and dropped it. Yeah, both of your, both of your hands were just... Quandra Dix touched it first. But I want to say it was... Uh, I want to say it was uh, Trey Flowers. So they they forced over sound. The, the rookie kicker forced over sound. Good job. We get we get down. We Listen, throw we a pick. Him in a we throw a pick. 
it was it was underthrown. It wasn't a good throw by Russell. Whatever. He had a man, but he played for the other team. It, it was a great pick. I have I, I, I even said, look, that was a great pick. I can't I, I can't even lie. You know, I said that out loud in front of my dad. I said, Dad, look, he has, he's got a man. Russell's got a man, but he, he plays for the other team. <laughs> But you know what happened? The first play throws the ball right into the hands of KJ Wright, and he drops it. I'm like, that could have been the game. The next play throws it to the hands of Bobby Wagner, somebody who's usually good at catching picks, drops it. He drives down, has the opportunity to win the game, and the kicker shanks it into the tunnel. You talk about the the Yes, he shanked it into the tunnel, literally into the tunnel. He shanked it like really bad. Like take take go on Madden and turn the turn your joystick all the way to the left. There you go. No accuracy at all. He said, he said an, an, a wild Arcuno appeared. It, it was Pokemon something like all the Pokemon just blew it off. But all the wing, all the, wing the air Pokemon appeared. <laughs> but lo and behold, towards the end of the game, we finally get the the kick going through. Time expired. It doesn't even matter. The game is over. If he missed, there would have been a tie. But the Niners are no longer undefeated. Good win. Seahawks go into this week with a bye. We'll return the following week to play the the Eagles on Sunday night, week 12. Um, That's all that we're going to do here. Um, when we come back, let's talk some music. Uh, we're going to get back. We're going to come back and talk some music. Uh, some, some Actually, some really good albums have dropped. And, um... Some Christian genius, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. All right, so here we are. We're going to talk some music. Uh, I know Isaac has been really, really uh, itching to talk about Kanye's uh, gospel album, also Alter Bridge's album. I've listened to both. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead. You start us off with these. Okay. So recently, I'm gonna start off with the um, with Jesus. Well, not Jesus came with uh, Alter Bridge's album. Um, here's the thing about this album: if you're not a fan of metal, it's not your thing. But but um, Anthony, like you and me. You know, we have, we're pretty spread out when it comes to, when it comes to taste in music. Oh, yeah. So. I go as far as country. What did you think of this album? What did you think of this album? What'd you, let's start with you. What did you think? Um, I liked it personally. I thought, I thought it was I a, a really, really solid album. Like, yeah. this was really good. Um, I, I don't think this was their best work, but I, I, don't, I don't, I don't base things off of. Was it better than your last album? I think as long as you're putting out quality music, I can rock with it. And there were some quality songs in. 
Yeah. Um, what was your favorite song? What were your favorite songs from here? Gospel was definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, for me, I got to go Wouldn't You Rather and Take the Crown. Just the, the solo at the end of Take the Crown was very... Uh, it, uh, it, it, it brought up some emotion in me. Not gonna lie. I like it. It was always maybe pretty crucial. Oh, and of course, the title song, Walking on the Sky. That was, that was very, very well done. Oh, yeah. Very well done. Like, so I'm all, according to sonicperspectives.com, they gave the album an 8.5. It said, refusing to be pigeonholed by the orthodoxy of post-grunge, these contemporary icons of American rock for diversity and highly polished path through the modern musical wastelands to remind the masses that heaviness can still court the mainstream. So they gave it a this they gave it a uh, eight point five out of ten. You think that's about fair? Consider? Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. I yeah. think they gave it a little bit. I think I was going to give it an eight, solid. Yeah, that's so funny. So what would you give the album out of ten? Eight, eight? solid eight. Yeah, I give it that too. You know, it's just more. Um, I still think the I, th- I still think the last her- the last hero is definitely my favorite, and then Fortress, but this was still yeah. good. Yeah, this is very it was very well done, very well done. Now let's get into something we um, this is probably going to take longer. I know we kind of go through that one, but but here's what here's why this is going to take longer. Now Anthony, let's take it into account. Let's take something into account before discussing this. We know Kanye West. Well, we we West. know Christian genius billionaire Kanye yes. West. Yes, we know that. We know we've seen Kanye before this Kanye, so we know. And we're also in the Christian community. Would you? Is that a pretty accurate statement to say? Way to put that. Mm-hmm. Like both of us have been in the church for a while now, like twenty years, I think. All so, my life. Yeah, so it's about 20 years, so that's about right. So, here's the thing. I'm on Pitchfork.com, right? Pitchfork.com. They gave the album a 7.2 out of 10. And here's one one of the things they, uh, and I think, I don't know why it's that low, to be honest with you, but I'm not going to judge it, you know what? to me um however what, when you were listening to this when I was listening to this album I was getting a kind of first of all I was surprised by how short it was I didn't think it was going to be some of the songs were going to be as short as they were that's what surprised I, me I, fi- I figured he's not a long and he hasn't been a long winded album for a saying, while I mean, I'm not saying like I mean I was because I think one of his longest songs I can think of is uh, in Runaway. That's nine minutes. From uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So, I mean, the fact that... Do you think... What I thought of it, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't like the album. I looked at... This album was like a... It was a... It was a musical piece that, if you are religious, you should listen to it. 
Because here's one thing about Kanye that I should say, that I've always believed. Everybody deserves a chance, unless you're a serial killer or a pedophile. That Even case, they deserve a no, chance. Like, get, no. that... Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Everyone deserves a chance. Okay, everyone deserves a chance. I feel, I feel like everybody has the opportunity to change as long as you're not dead. Right. Here's the thing. I believe that the reason why the community is divided is because what is one thing our community hates right now that is not a fan of? What's one thing our community is not a fan of right now? Kanye. Or one person, one person in particular other than Kanye. Oh, 45. Exactly. So... That's one thing that I think people people are still very hesitant to accept this. However, like me, I don't care. I don't support 45. Uh, I think I made that very clear in previous episodes of the show. Oh, yeah. That I'm not supportive of 45. So the fact that... The fact that even so, even if Kanye is... Which, personally, I don't care about. We need to look at this from a musical standpoint. Versus a... Versus a... Uh, a political standpoint. Because he's not making a political statement by doing this. If anything, this is all music. And that's the way I like it. Right. That's the way I like it. So when I hear this, I don't think of 45. I think of... Like he's like, well, isn't this? I know what you think. Well, isn't this the same guy who said he supports him? First of all, let me be clear on that because I know I've discussed that too. Kanye, when Kanye said that, I looked at an interview. Actually, he did a song with before Kanye released a song called "Gay Versus the People" with him and Ti. Which never mind, I'm not even going to bring up Ti right now. But do we need to talk about that? Do we really? I don't think we need to. Like it's. I don't want to, to be honest. I don't want we to. We don't have to. Okay, I really don't want to. But he made a song called Yay Versus the People. And in the interview, he discussed. He did, and while talking with T.I., he discussed back that he does not support Trump. He supports the idea of Trump. Let me clarify. Let me explain what that means, because I know I've confused people by saying that. What that means is he supports the idea that somebody said they were going to do something, they put their mind to do to into it to do it and succeeded. Now, granted, that success has completely royally screwed our country. But we ain't talking about that right now. The point is, main idea is the fact that somebody went out and did something incredible. That nobody said they could do. And Kanye being in that same light, I guess, and the fact that somebody said there's no way you can go and do whatever, he likes that idea. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when I hear that, I don't hear a Trump supporter when I hear that. I hear somebody who supports somebody doing whatever they can to succeed. That's just me. This is what I think. Now, back to this album. Though. I think that's why this album has kind of 
has kind of divided our community. Which, if you're a fan of music, it shouldn't have. It should not. I think, here's the thing, I think a lot of people are still going to be mad at him. And they'll, they'll, they'll flex like they are not listening, but they still listen. Yes, I've listened to this album twice, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I had, I had, so what about I had no reason to be ashamed. I know, right? So, what do you think? What do you think of this album? What do you think of the album? I think that the here's the thing about Kanye, and this is all based on him as a musician. I think that he is. He's always experimenting with sounds. We, we've seen that from his times with My Beautiful Dark Twist, Twisted Fantasy, It Awaits and Heartbreaks, uh, Jesus, even uh, The Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's, Can't see ghosts. A, a lot of times, he, I, I think he he's a little bit before his time. So he's doing things and then he, he's making it to where other artists can perfect it. Mm-hmm. And I respect that because it, it shows you how how ahead of the game he is when it comes to his productions and things like that. Because now you hear a lot of artists, a lot of producers are using vocals to make their beats. As instruments. Like, whoever produces Drake stuff you hear a lot of vocals. Even J. Cole is doing a lot of vocals within his stuff. Even even J. Cole has said that he, he looked up to Kanye when it came to producing. So you, you can tell that he... And people, people don't like this being said, but he's a musical genius. Like, like, like him, as a person or not, and yes, he says some off the wall things, and he says some things that you got to slap upside that you really want to slap upside the head for. But yes. he's also done some things on national television that really are pretty crazy. I mean, I mean, but that's how geniuses are. Yes, they they are very I mean, they they do things. They can be socially awkward. They can where where they where they are really high up on they'll have their moments where they'll look dumb and that that's how that's where intelligence comes in there are many different forms of intelligence and i think what people don't realize and i think people don't realize that they look at things in a a tunnel vision so if if your intelligence level is not here where they want it to be in the exact area they want you to be at they're going to label you as stupid yeah. And I think like, that's uh, where he, he's a creative take, individual. I was going to take a... What's a good example of that? I was going to say, well, I guess Kanye is the best example. Because you know how smart he is. Guy's very smart. Oh, yeah. He knows, he has, he has his moments where he does know what he's talking about. And uh-huh. the thing where he struggles with is uh, his speaking. He's not, he's not a good public speaker. And that's where his whole thing with the slavery thing, it came off as if him saying that people thought that he was saying that the our ancestors chose to be slaves, which was not what he was saying. No. 
it, it, it may have been delivered that way. People may have wanted to take it that way. People have probably took it that way because that's where it came off as. I don't know. To each his own. But what he was saying is, when you think of 400 years as a slave, uh-huh. we're, at, we're at 400 years. They weren't 400 years. 400 years from the first slaves entering America. Hi, we're here. And if you listen to his any of his cur- more current talks, I think it was at Howard. And he was talking about how he, he was really he was really elaborating on that whole topic of modern day slavery. He was talking about the trap house, how that was a term coined by police to trap drug dealers. Trap house. So they 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 have you. So when you look at the way he if you look at how he was saying it there. And I'm not the greatest public speaker myself. I'll say things, and I think that, okay, I can see why they were confused with what I was saying. So I can understand that. But when you look at it from that eye, you see, okay, now you see that he's saying 400 years now, and we're still mentally enslaved. Mm-hmm. Nobody's holding a gun to your head and making you do that. You're choosing. So... Is, was he right that we're sitting here choosing to be mentally slaved and that we can't get out of our own issues because we are stuck into this mindset that they're pushing us into? Yeah. You're slaved. You're choosing. That's the choice. Not, not the ancestors that were captured or sold however they were brought over here. He wasn't talking about them. He's talking about you, me, we. And here's the thing I realized. When a white person says something towards black people of that of that light, black people are immediately ready to fight. They're like, you have no business telling us this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Let a black person tell us it, they're immediately Uncle Toms and Coons. So, if you don't want a white person telling you it... Yeah. Cancel culture. It's it's taken over. Everything everything gets some... The simplest thing will get you canceled. So, here's my question. If you don't want a white person telling you something, then the black person comes and tells you the same thing that we need to take care of they're Uncle Toms and Coons. Who are you going to listen to? Eventually, we're going to have to face the facts of what we need to work on within this community and get and get our get, get it together because y'all don't want to listen to a black person. You don't want to listen to a white person. And yes, I understand there are, there there are there's still racism going on in this country, and there's things that we need to work on that that we need to fight against. But we need to fight the things going on within the community that we can fight within and without at the same time. We have internal conflicts and we have external conflicts. We have enough people to take care of all of it at the same time. Uh-huh. And we're capable. And that, and I think that's where he's coming from. And that, that has nothing to do with supporting 
a president. We we can have differences of, of opinions. Nobody, I, I, I don't think that you, I, and, and this is the thing, you can support Trump. That's cool. I, I could care less. But what we need to, we, we need to be able to work with together in spite of our political differences. White people are able to do it. Why can't we? They're white. They're white Democrats and white Republicans that are able to work together in spite of. Why is it that we can't? When somebody disagrees with us, they're coons. They're Uncle Toms. They're house niggas. I don't understand it. What, 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 what else? Porch monkeys. Uh, you're shucking and jiving for massa. <laughs> All, all, all these things. Why is it that we can't? Why, why do we have to all agree on everything? If we don't agree, we can't get along. And that that might be, and I think that might be a part of the mental enslavement. I hear you, buddy. So. So let me. Ask, so, what do you give the album? I know we got way off topic. Oh, here we got way off topic. My fault. Uh, <laughs> I said all that to say the album was okay. I think some songs really just didn't get me, and I understand, especially with with special with Christianity, everything is not going to be for everybody. Like some people can listen to Christian rap. And be okay with it, and some people can't. Here's the thing I was gonna say. I was gonna say, I think I need people to realize this. It's not a so because I saw one tweet that stuck out. It said somebody didn't like the album. The album's too short. Marvin Sapp has an album, and it's like, well, what is one of the songs of Marvin Sapp's album will go for like 20 minutes? First of all, don't get it twisted, people. It's a gospel album, but it's not your traditional gospel album. Oh, no, no, no. You're not gonna get that. You're not gonna get that whole uh, praise break. He's basically this verse is hurt, frankly, if you think about it. Yes. Think think back to Stomp Revolution and all that stuff, like that, Kurt Franklin. It is. It is an album where it is an album where they're not. It is not a praise and worship album. Okay. So here's don't get it twisted because for some reason. And I've seen this recently, and it's kind of scary, kind of cringeworthy, actually, where we hear catchy hip-hop songs, and we want to turn it into uh, a religious song. That's not the case here, okay? Don't. So when I say this, say, don't take these songs to church and say, oh, I'm going to teach this song to my choir. I would not recommend that. Oh, yeah, I don't think these are choir songs. Yeah, none of these songs are choir songs. Okay, maybe talent songs, maybe songs, I mean, you wouldn't sing Lecrae in church, would you? On a Sunday morning, no. No, I would, of course not. Would not recommend that, okay? Would not recommend it. Now, uh, with that being said, what were your favorite songs? My favorite song, and I've been singing it all day today, use this gospel. Sorry, I like the one with uh, Fred Hammond. I was I was definitely laughing at the fact that he had Fred Hammond doing uh, Auto Tune. Uh, so that was something interesting. I forgot about that. 
Yo, I was weak. I was like, bro, is this really Kurt? Fred? Is this really Fred Hammer right now? Uh, the other one I liked was uh, I liked Every Hour. CeeLo was good. Yeah. And uh, I think that was it. And then uh, um, like I said, I, I, I use this gospel. Use this gospel. It's gospel. Jesus is Lord was really short for me though. The, the song was really short. Yeah, I, I felt like that could have went on. Yeah. But overall, what do you give it? Overall, I'm gonna give it a seven. A, a seven. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. No, it was just too short for me. It was a good. Don't get me wrong. It was a great album. Just too short. You know, yeah. Expected. You know, because the thing about I've come to expect certain things, and especially when it comes to Kanye, I think we kind of hold them on a on a on a pedestal. And when he does something, you're expecting it to be long, and then we got that. It was short. It was like, all right. Well, Pretty much, Kobe. If Kobe drops 25 points, you think he's struggling? Right. You know, you expect him to, every time to go out there, he's going to drop 50. Right. And then when he doesn't drop 50, he's like, "What's going on?" on? Yeah. So, and that's the thing about expectations. My band teacher taught me, and we're going to get the bands in a few minutes here, but my band director taught me that uh-huh. when you have expectations, you're already setting yourself up for disappointment. Right. Right. So, with that being said, do um, you have anything else on that? I didn't really enjoy those. Uh, those if you more. haven't listened to this album yet, Dave East had a really solid album called Survival. Uh... It's really, it's really a go figure. It's a boom back. I'll read here on uh, album music. This is what it, this is what it describes it. New York City boom back classicism from bar one on not the Nas protege's official debut. So Nas is up here. Rick Ross, E forty. Uh, he has a Nipsey Hustle uh, tribute up here. So it, it, it was a really good uh, album. Definitely worth the listen. So if you haven't listened to that, I, I definitely I definitely think you should give it a, give it a listen. But that's all I got on music. Mm-hmm. Alright, so when we come back, uh, I'm going to nerd myself out a little bit. We're going to talk HPCU. And not just HBCUs, because we just talk HBCUs for nothing. We talk when we talk HBCUs, we talk about the most important thing in the in, in the entire HBCU community, and that's marching bands. Right, it surely isn't the football team. Um, <laughs> some of them the football team, but, but that's neither here nor there. All right, so we when we get back, we'll get to that. All right, I'm gonna pull up these rankings. All right, so we're back, and now we're gonna talk about HBCU bands. Uh, and for those who do not know, I marched for three years in the Norfolk State University Marching Spartan Legion Marching Band. Played euphonium. Shout out to the T- TNT of those nasty songs. For those who may be listening, uh, Isaac, this is this was actually something that you wanted to talk about. Which uh, threw me off for a second because I was like, wait, what? Yeah, so um, contrary to popular belief, uh, people actually rank, uh, there are actual rankings for marching bands. 
Yeah, I did not know this. I did not know this. It came as a surprise to me. Uh, I first saw this last year when I noticed that ESPN, I was on Facebook and ESPN posted a, um, a rankings for the best fans in the country. And number one was the Norfolk State Spartan Legion, which surprised me. Because I knew the band was good, I didn't know that they were good enough to get recognized by ESPN. Oh yeah, we're we're, we're very well known. For those who do not know, my fault for interrupting you, but I have to say this: not only am I a member of the Spartan Legion, the Spartan Legion is a Grammy Award-winning band. Yes, what? Yes, what? we were in a Grammy Award-winning music video. Which one? Uh. Let me go look it up again. Uh, the name of the song is Heavy Metal. By who? Justice. Are they good? It's an EDM band. Oh. The uh, music video actually sits now. It is ten. It was recorded. It was uh, posted ten months ago. Sits at uh, one point five million views, which is actually really good. I think I've only seen one other video that uh, the band was in. That has over a million views, and that was posted by somebody overseas in some Middle Eastern country. And it's like all, all I saw was like Arabic on the video. I was like, I don't understand what's being said here, but thank you for noticing it. it was like it was my last year I marched. Unfortunately, I wasn't in the block during the tunnel that day. Uh, my knee was bad, so I walked back into the band room without the band. I was not going to mess my knee up all, more than it was already messed up. Forget that. But uh, they even dropped the behind the scenes video that uh that has sixty five thousand views. So yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah, if you see it. It's a picture. Uh, it's a vid- the the picture that you see is uh the drum major and another guy. Fun fact: they're twins. Really, like in real life? Yeah, they're like legit twins, and they're actually drum majors now. That's awesome. So we have three drum majors, uh, Mr. Spartan, Captain Soul, and Commander Groove. Captain Soul and Commander Groove are actually twins, Joshua and Caleb Latham. Uh, really good friends of mine. They're actually my rookie brothers. So we all came in together. So I'm giving shout-outs to all of them. Shout-out John, Mr. Spartan, Captain Soul, uh, Caleb, and... Is that pretty dope. Is that pretty dope. And I, before then, I didn't even know who Justice was. And then I listened to some of the songs. This was filmed at NSU. Huh? Yes. This was filmed at NSU in the band room in uh, Wilder and Dick Price. Are you in it? Uh, Unfortunately, no. This was recorded last season. So I was not even in school. I was at work when they were recording. All I remember was like watching on uh faith on on Instagram and seeing them just like. What did you win a What did he win a Grammy for exactly? They won the Grammy this last year. This this last Grammy that passed. So 2019. Yep. What, you, what was it for? Uh, EDM, EDM. I think it was EDM music video of the EDM video of the year, something like that. That's it. 2019 Grammys. Speaking of, speaking of awards, are you surprised? You know what I'm surprised by? 
What's that? The fact that uh, the fact that Cardi B didn't win a, like a People's Choice Award for being for existing. I think a lot of people were kind of getting over Cardi at this point. Her her uh, fifteen minutes are up. Now yeah. that's a lot. A lot of that is because that she's not unlike Nicki, she's not the only female rapper that's putting out right now. But let's get back to these. Uh, I, w- I want to run through this. Uh, this is the updated list for the uh, top bands. So this was actually posted October 10th of uh, this year. I think you'll, they'll probably be putting one more out towards the end of the March Band season. So number one right now is Tennessee State. The uh, aristocrats, the aristocratic bands, which I can see. North Carolina A&T, Blue and Gold March Machine. Is number two. Prairie View AM is number three. The Sonic Blue of the South from Jackson State University is number four. The Human Jukebox of the uh, the Human Jukebox from Southern University is number five. Uh, Bethune Cookman is six. The Spartan Legion is number seven. The Marching 100. The Marching 100 from uh, Florida AMU, number eight. Grandly State World Fame number nine, UAPB is number ten. Wait, wait, wait! wait. So, do you just know those nicknames off the top of your head? Or? Yes. Okay, just curious. I was like, wait, I'm a, <laughs> I got it. But then I was like, oh, all right, I realized who I'm talking to. <laughs> all right, so here's things that I think that I see wrong with this. All right, I think Jackson State right now is number one, hands down. Did you look? Did you watch the video I sent you? Uh, no. They it was a video of them playing "Great Is Your Mercy" and, the, and one of the uh, J Five, the J Five is their drum majors. One of them were actually singing. Wait, no, no, no! I saw it. It was uh, not "Great Is Your Mercy." It is uh, uh not "Great Is Your Mercy." Uh, yeah. <laughs> you were not alone, my mother said. Yeah. What did you think of that? That's incredible. And this is look, I, I I'm loving what J what Jackson State is doing. Uh, shout out to the uh, Sonic Boom of the South. Speaking of which, Andy Bayner is listening. Boom boxes this weekend. So Saturday, leave me alone. I'm going to be listening to the zero in the fifth quarter. I'm just putting it out there right now. Um, number two, in my opinion. Would be, go figure, the human jukebox, Southern University. Three and four, it could be interchangeable. I'm going to put uh, the BGMM, the Blue and Gold March Machine, A&T, and uh, my, my band, the Spartan Legion. You can interchange that as, as you want to. Uh, number five. This, this band is even getting up here, which well, no, number five. I'm going to say Tennessee State. Uh, number six. Uh, I don't, I don't know why this band isn't getting a lot of respect, but I'm going to have to say the Ocean of Soul from Texas Southern University. Number seven. Uh, number seven. I'm going to say Bethune Cookman, the Big Boring. That's not their name. I'm just calling them the Big Boring because they're boring. But they're so consistent. It's like they're so consistent. It's just they. Once you hear them, like from five years ago, you heard everything you need to hear. 
Just go watch the video from 2010, you'll be fine. Uh, other bands that didn't even get on this list that I think that needed to be on this list. Alabama State. The, uh, the MMH, the Mighty Marching Hornets. Uh, another band, another band that I think is really surprising people this year, and it's because their band has been so bad for like the last ten years. Hampton, yes, Hampton University. The uh, I can't even think of the name right now. Yeah, they they're doing a they're doing great, and I got to give a, a huge shout out to Doctor Thomas Jones. Uh, hold on. It's it's on the tip of my tongue too. I'm gonna find out. Hold on. Do they even have a? No, this song is pretty cool. I don't know they have one. Oh yes, the Marching Force. They they've really they've really grown up and they they sound great now. Uh, shout out to Dr. Thomas Jones for really rebuilding that program. He's been working his tail off. I, I got to give him all the respect for that. So huge shout outs to him. Some bands that really fly under the radar. I don't know all their names, but uh, Fort Valley State University. Not, not Fort Valley. Mississippi, Mississippi. Is it Fort Valley? No, it's Mississippi, Mississippi Valley. They really surprised me. They were at a uh, battle this weekend. They sound great. Virginia State, since they've come back from their uh, hazing incident, they've really impressed me, too. That was really good. Uh, so, definitely some great bands out there. If you ever wanted to... Uh, look, the number one thing about HBCUs are bands. People don't go yes. to the games, football games, for the football teams. Now it sounds out of ten. They really don't. <laughs> you don't, I'm sorry. It's, it's just, it, it is what it is. No. It is what it is. Look at, look at our halftimes, and you see how many people are still in the, in the bleachers. Everybody is there. We're all there for the, for the, for the fans. Yeah. I mean, and this, this and the same stuff going on. Um, Jeff, Jeff Davis High School is like the thing, the thing of social media right now. For those who do not know, Jeff Davis High School is the uh, the videos that are going around with the guys calling the white boy John. The the boy the, the white guy that's the the drum major that, that he's calling him John. Yeah, yeah, that's Jefferson Davis High School. Yeah, his actual name is Justin. I'm trying to find him. His real name is Justin. It's like his legit name is Justin. Yes, he is from, it is located, the high school he goes to is located in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Yep, J, J, JDHS, Jefferson Davis High School. Yeah, Jefferson, which we all know who that's named after, but that is neither here nor there. Neither here nor there, but uh, he's really killing it. Yeah, he is. Like, the kid is, the kid is amazing. So, big shout-outs to him. His name is, yeah, I got him, his name is Justin, he, Justin Heidman. He, AKA, his, they call him Vanilla Funk. He can groove too. He can groove. 
he is the lead drum major at uh, Jefferson at Jeff Davis High School. The lead drum major. I can see him going to Jackson. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if J Five's ever had a white guy, but I can see him being J Five. Yeah, this dude is. Yeah, this. Yes, people. There are plenty white people that have marched in HBCU bands. I know plenty. Yeah, I say if you think, but I'm saying I don't think this. But this one, have you ever seen a white drum major like this before? I I don't think I've seen a band have a white drum major. Well, like I said, this kid might make some history though. But you got to remember, our drum majors are very. uh, You got to have some groove. Oh, I mean, that guy has a group. Oh, yeah, that's why That's why I say that he has a really strong chance of, in about four years, don't be surprised if you see him in a college band being drum major. Oh, no. If, if he doesn't become a drum if we're not hearing about him in, like, a year or two, saying, oh, he's a drum major at this big university, especially HBCU, I would be shocked. Oh, yeah. I would say, please, kid, whatever you do, don't go to Tuscaloosa. Or Auburn, they're not going to use you properly, especially in Tuscaloosa. They're going to ignore you're going to fall by the wayside. Why? Because they care about all they care about is one thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what else you had wanted to talk about, but I wanted to focus on one more thing. I wanted to, uh, I saw that Colin Kaepernick is getting a, a, a shot, another shot, and he actually tweeted about it. The, the rare time cap tweets. Yeah, he's getting an NFL tryout, and the NFL said they're going to give him the. Uh, they're going to that teams are invited to come see him, and uh, they're invited to come see his tryout, and no decision will be made then. But they're saying they're only giving him Saturday because they said he wanted to push it to Tuesday, but they said if you want to do it, then Saturday is the only day. So I take it. Let me pull up. He, this is his tweet. He says, I'm just getting word from my representatives that the NFL League office reached out to them about a workout in Atlanta on Saturday. I've been in shape and ready for this for three years. Can't wait to see the head coaches and GMs on Saturday. Right. I'm rooting for you, dog. I, I, I really am. I mean, and, and here's the thing about this. Like, I mean, Coach Hoff, but here's the thing about this. You gotta think about it. This dude has been out of football. Not because, well, granted, amid controversy, but think about all the reasons why people get kicked out of football. Just think about it. What, what name three reasons? What are three reasons you would think about getting kicked out of football? Three reasons. Uh, going on Twitter and uh, being a clown. Hi, AB. Wow. There's that. There's, there's AB. Violence. There's and yeah. There's the best of violence. Hello. Uh, what's what's the receiver that, that we're running, running, running back that used to play for the uh, the Ravens? I was gonna say Josh Brown, but the kicker, Josh Brown. I was gonna say him. Oh, but. I was thinking more of uh, Ray Rice because Josh yeah. Brown got a contract extension after he even admitted it. Oh wow. So well, I mean, white privilege, but we can talk about that right now. That's a whole different story for a whole other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we can talk about Ray Rice and how he was like, yeah. Ray who? Yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray Rice. Uh, and also, you know, drugs. You know, yeah, that's usually something with drugs. Or murder. 
in the O.J. Simpson's case. Well, Ray Lewis got another chance. Yeah, but Ray didn't have any, well, nothing, he didn't have anything to do with it. But did he pull the trigger? He, 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 yes, he didn't do what he was accused of. He was accused that he pulled the trigger and murdered somebody. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. He was there, but he did not shoot, and he didn't say, and he didn't tell. He didn't snitch. He didn't six nine. So, but was it smart <laughs> to not snitch in this case? Well, it was. I mean, because look at him; he had a hall, ended up having a hall of fame career. So, fair enough. Right? I mean, are we wrong? And do we love it? Ray? Do we still love Ray Lewis? I sure do. My favorite football player of all time. Anyway, but the point is, Colin Kaepernick was out for the league, not for domestic violence, not for drugs, not for just being weird like A.B. This dude was out for exercising his freedom of speech. And they essentially punished him for it. And not only did he get punished for it, but it divided the country in a sense that said, why can't, and it divided the country over issues that really we should be 100% on, not even 100%. But the thing is, he was kicked out for trying to bring light to an issue that is still going on to this day, which is police brutality. And he succeeded because of Anthony. How many incidences of police brutality have been reported since then? Like hundreds, right? Yeah. Hundreds. And we're seeing change. There are more investigations. People are being held more accountable than they were back then. Way more accountable. So, and then here's the thing. To have what made it worse is the fact to have somebody who shouldn't be involved in sports. Anyway, first of all, let me say this before I go further. I've said this before. I'll say it again. If you are in a high position where there are literally millions of other things you should be worrying about, you should probably worry about those millions of other things than attending a sports event. Again, there are way important things going on in this world than for you to take time out of your day to attend a sports event. Just saying. You want to know what I'm talking about? Anthony, did you hear how 45 attended Bama LSU's game? Oh, yeah, and I heard they gave a huge, huge standing ovation, which is um, which is not surprising. It's not surprising because you got to think it's about Alabama. Was. Where was he? He was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which is the South. That, that, is, the mo- the that South. is the most conservative area that you could ever it's, I don't think you get any more conservative than Alabama. He really couldn't. Whereas, which is not the first time he's done this. He attended there. He was in the Hoy. He was in New York City. I was in New York City with him. Shut up. Never mind. Let's, never mind. I ain't talking about that right now. <laughs> I was in New York City at the same time. He, I wasn't in New York City. I was on Long Island. I was in the same state this fool. And he attended the Jorge Masvidal, Nate Diaz fight, and got booed out of that building in Madison Square Garden. 
you got booed out of there. Then, of course, we are about this how at the World Series he got not only did he get booed in DC, not only did he get booed, he had a chance to lock him up <laughs> in DC. That's in DC. The nation's capital. Exactly. The nation's capital is hoping that you get locked up. But that's neither here nor there. My point is you're in a high office Focus on things that are important because I'm pretty sure the sports event, and besides, it's not like his attendance helped Alabama win the game, but that too is neither here nor there. Anyway, uh, yeah, he got bit. Anyway, so it didn't help that the leader of our country decided to spotlight this by saying uh, that now this is alleged, alleged, allegedly, he like put a message out to owners to not hire anybody who is doing this. Well, in particular, Cabernet. That's a legend. It's a legend. However, he, he, all he did was hijack the protest because he took it... That too. He took what the... And the issue was laid out from jump. But he took mm-hmm. that and hijacked it to where it was about the flag. Which is not what it was at all. And it was said it was said countless times by Kaepernick, by Eric Reed, and others. You even had guys like Self the Valve, a white man, come out and say, I understand what's going on. I have a I have black kids. Self the Valve is in a interracial interracial marriage. He understands his children are black. So he was in. He was down. He was understanding of it. But when you when you tell people this, they they get into their own feelings and they don't get it. They don't get it. And so when they don't get it, they immediately go and make it something that is not. And it immediately makes them hate it immediately because because what you what you originally wanted it to be has been hijacked. And that's what that's what we saw with this with this situation, and it should have never went that far. And the NFL thought they were doing something by protesting, and that's the part that made it even worse. They weren't protesting the issue; they were protesting what he said. So yes, what he said so, was that if player if he, if the players in the NFL are protesting the national anthem, they should be fired. They say, get that son of a bitch off the field. That's what he used. That's literally what he said. So they were pro- they weren't protesting police brutality. They were protesting Trump. What the president of the free world said. So at that point, the whole protest was a lost cause. Mm-hmm. You're, you you you've already lost, and that and that's the part that I couldn't get with. But I say that all to say I, I'm really, really rooting for Kaepernick. Hopefully, his training isn't has not gone in, faint, in vain. I really um, hope that he gets the opportunity because there is there are teams that need quarterbacks. There are some really, really, really bad quarterbacks out there. Uh, there's a quarterback right now that is seeing ghosts. Somehow, somehow he found one game to not see ghosts. 
But he was seeing Ghost the week after. <laughs> Shannon Sharp called him the Ghost. No, one of my friends uh, on Facebook called him the Ghost Whisperer. The Ghost Whisperer. I'm weak. That's funny. So, I mean, they could use somebody because their backups are garbage. There are teams that need a legitimate backup. And I, I don't I don't believe for a second that he couldn't fill in a role as a backup quarterback. The Jets need a quarterback. The 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 Bengals need a quarterback. Like The Dolphins need a backup. They, they well, I don't think you go into the Dolphins. I think I think that's one team that he really screwed his chances with. And I, I, I will definitely admit he screwed his chances with them with the Castro shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You mean in Miami? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, he's kind of like burnt that bridge. And I can understand why that bridge is burnt. That, that he has to hold. That's an L that I'm going to have the hand in because that won't it. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, I was, yeah, I was a little, that was probably the only controversial thing negative week he's done. Oh, yeah. But, uh, that's all I got. Yeah, same here. All right, anything else you want to talk about before we get to Final Fox? Uh, yes. One thing. Well, yeah, no, let's get All right, um, we got a little less than a little less than four minutes. We can get it through. All right, go ahead with your final thoughts. Right, final thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this once. A library is a public place. It is not your hookup spot for, for you and your significant other. It is not a playground for your kids to run around in. It is a place where people come to read and to study. Please treat it as such. Because as a somebody as a security guard, I don't like walking in and seeing your kids run around in the library. Because I'm telling you, or I don't want to see your kids screaming their head off in the library. Why? You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to look at you awkwardly until you fix it. Thank you. Sounds like I need Peter Avalon. I was going to say, please be better parents. Okay? Be better parents. Which one do you want, Peter Avalon? Do you want, uh... Blue pants. Uh, <laughs> All right, so my final thoughts are this. <sighs> you can go to sleep right here. You can go to sleep. Um, no, I'm, lay- I'm laying on my floor curled up, curled up in my blanket. There, there's a lot that the black African-American community needs to work on. It, it, it is it is past time where we need to get together and fix these things. Like I said before, internally, externally, all those all these things need to be taken care of. It can happen, but we can't be lazy. What's that song? How's that song going? Before we get together, the happier we'll be. I don't know that one. That was an old. It's an old kid song. I learned as a kid. Well, with that being said, over here with the kids' songs, this has been the Boom Bap. Uh, thank you for uh, listening. Uh, we definitely need to be more consistent with this. Uh, which I think, which I think, with this new day that we got, yes, it is. We should be able to get that done. Hopefully, uh, Mr. Breon will be with us next week. 
So you all have a great day, and we will see you all then. Yep. Peace.